Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and we watched three things this week. We started off with the season finale, we're assuming it's a season finale, of Miss Marvel. Then we watched the new film Where the Crawdads Sing, and finally the film adaptation of Persuasion on Netflix. Major spoiler alert for all those things, we go into all the plot details, so please have seen them if you plan on listening to this episode, or if you don't care, that's totally up to you. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion, as there are a couple of follow-up points. Without further ado, here's We're Watching What? We have wrapped up, I'm going to assume this season at this point, of Miss Marvel. How are we feeling? Oh, you mean like like, like another season? I was like, yeah. I was like, well, yeah, it ended. We're not getting more episodes. No, I'm sorry. I was not implying. I was was like, what is she implying? What does she know that we don't know? I was like, wait, is this up for debate? I don't know. It's up for debate whether or not. Is there going to be extra episodes somehow? What? I mean, you know. Really just, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean. You know, it was vaguely disappointing in the fact that I, like, really wanted someone else to show up and sort of make the universe be a little bigger, but. Mm -hmm. I mean, we sort of got that. We'll get to that in a bit, though. I I know. I know. I know. Nobody can see the faces we're making right now, but we're making faces. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. I. It was fine. I I didn't. You know, it was fine. (laughs) I mean, I called Nemesis, I guess, if we're going to. What's his face? Oh, with Comron? Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but then they like immediately, this is the thing, they they keep setting up these situations and then immediately diffusing them, you know, where it's just like, oh my God, the world is going to end and, you know, the, the other world is going to crash into ours. Oh, just kidding. She sacrificed herself and it's fine. Oh, he could be set up as her nemesis. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Just kidding. You know, they had a nice little heart to heart. Now she's smuggled him out of the country. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I still kind of don't believe that he's fully on her side, I guess. No, but then. Yeah. We haven't really, I don't know, we didn't get more. So it was, I mean, honestly, it was kind of a throwaway episode. I, it's sort of disappointing the way everything wrapped up, I guess. Yeah, I, I had a good time. I thought it was fun. I, overall, I think, I like that the stakes got back down to being more personal and not like, oh, the universe is at stake, or, you know, is in danger now because, you know, it got to be a little more, got back down to the scale that I wanted to stay at the whole time. I... I thought it was fun to see like her her powers kind of her deciding to utilize the the size manipulation so some of it looked really like Bleh. but <laughs> it was fun to see that being okay now we're choosing to use this you know this is how I, I mean she's doing other things too with her force field stuff but but it was kind of it felt it felt like okay this was just a really long prologue to this episode which is like this is who she is you know so it kind of felt like it took a while like this is who she's going to be in the universe not saying like oh this is the right. perfect version of this character but i mean this is who we're who we are mm. and uh you know i i had a good time i i was i was enjoying it i don't know like with cameron and stuff i didn't feel like that arc was completely earned i didn't feel like it just i, I didn't buy that he would just go so dark like instantaneously I mean, like because he basically uh, chose her like over it, his mother yeah. at some point right and so it was kind of like yeah yeah so like the heart of him was nicer or kinder I guess right because he wanted to help this girl that he had sort of just met against his family that he'd known his whole life right yeah and then yeah so I mean I think when we got to Pakistan I think like it got and meeting whatever they were the red whatever uh, the the guys and stuff it, it just got to a kind of a muddier place and all the stuff and the backstory and all that it's like this felt like it got back simpler and if we had spent more time with 
Cameron and like kind of more developing that turn, I think it would have felt more cohesive. Like it actually, like I believed it. And the same kind of goes for obviously she was in it in every episode. You know, she stayed my favorite the whole time, but her mom, I'm here, I'm here for it. I'm fine. All this stuff. But it also was like, okay, this woman who was thinking that Captain Marvel's fully covered outfit was too sexualized for her daughter to wear to a con is now making this outfit. I don't know when she did it, but just all of a sudden made this outfit. It's pretty form, more form fitted than I think it needed to be. And it was, it looked, it looked good. I liked it, but I just mean like, I just like, where is this coming from? And now her daughter, who's like, Oh, I want to go and the government is after like, she's gonna go face all this violence and fight them. And the mom's like, okay, sweetie, have a good, not good just luck. It was made like, the outfit, what? had it ordered and like custom. Yeah. I can't, I was about to say catered. What's the fashion equivalent of that? Uh, Oh, uh, like uh, tailored. Tailored? Like, tailored as a catered for her. That's what I mean. It was form fitted. It was like. Well, they like, even comment on that too. They're like, oh, nice stitching. Like, yeah. You know. yeah. And it's but, like, but, okay. So, and I could, I could be like, okay, fine. She was able to get that done. It doesn't make any sense, but whatever. But I don't believe that the mom got there. I just don't believe that she fully was and where also, she was. In the I episode. mean, they wouldn't even let her go to a convention by herself. That's, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a couple weeks like Two ago. weeks prior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so it's like, it's a big jump. And I, I like, I love the family acceptance. And I'm like pro having a character in the Marvel universe that has that right? That has this family that like supports the whole thing and like all this stuff. And I, I think we could have gotten there, but yeah, we just had this weird, you know, the Pakistan stuff and then the going back in time to sort of understand her grandmother stuff just ends up being filler in the place of story that I would have wanted more development for. And then like the government, because we saw the government sort of after her the whole time, but I would have mm-hmm. wanted to build up that villain just a little bit more too. Because, like, that phone call at the end when he's like, you've gone too far and blah, you know, whatever. I'm like, who is that? Why are we, you know what I mean? Like, it just felt like, it felt like two two entirely different, I don't know, TV shows almost. And then they tried to smash it into one. Yeah, dial it back a little bit. I like where we arrived with a lot of these things. But I mm-hmm. just think it, it, with the amount of time spent, we could have gotten there a lot smoother and just less complicated a little just yeah less and it didn't need to be because the best stuff was her at home with her friends we're gonna take a quick break and be right back and we're back I, speaking of her friends it gave me sort of glorified home alone or like multiplayer home yeah. alone vibes was. which was, was fine for a while but then i was like okay this is gotcha and I, I like that we got until y'all had like gun like ak you know, yeah. Well, I like that they conveniently show that they like are you know stun gun pulse rays. You know, but 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 there were a couple things that really stood out to me in those departments. I was like, one, why is the white girl here? Why is the influencer here? I was like, was Marvel like we can't have a sequence? We have to have another white person. There can't be like be four there. brown people and one white boy. We need it. We need to balance this out. Otherwise, we'll lose the middle. Mer- you know, I don't. Her- well, I mean, they needed the influencer right. because they so, needed to get everyone there. So then my second question was, is all of Jersey City or wherever they are on TikTok or whatever their fake platform? You know, I was like, what? Yes, apparently what? <laughs> even like a Jiro guy or whatever. I was like, yeah. that was the weird one for me where I was like, okay. Yeah, they're <laughs> all like, on it. They're all filming. I was just like, okay. Everyone, ignore a live like you wouldn't believe. Like there is not a single live I've probably ever watched on there with people I'm obsessed with. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so anyway. But 
apparently everyone watches the lives and follows and comes and 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 then the thing that it was the most unsettling to me is I get what they were doing at the end where like the local police are protecting them but I was like no 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 screw your police propaganda like I, I I'm not about this like this is this would not have happened. We all know this would not have happened. Like this, that was the most unbelievable thing in a show like, about yeah. superheroes was the cops trying to defend a group of Muslim. I was like, let alone from more girl. military people. I was yeah. like, no, 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 please, yeah. especially one that was a Muslim. Please, yeah. no. it would yeah, have it been a little interesting if she I sort think... of just escaped, or you know, yeah. I don't know. Some, someone called it copaganda, and I was like, ooh, yeah, that's was, good. <laughs> yeah, it was a little kumbaya, the whole thing, and all of them gathering yeah. around her. So I thought the heart of, a big part of the heart of the episode, one of my favorite scenes in the whole series, I think, was the conversation with her dad on the roof, where she kind of chose oh, her I name. I really that. thought that was yeah. a nice moment. It, it was, it was a little nice, cheesy, but it was but a little it, over the head. You know, it was a little it was on the a little nose. Cheesy, it, was, but, <laughs> it was cheesy, yeah, but it, I, like, it, I like that Destiny yeah. stuff, so I kind of... You know, it I was like, the, it hit me in the feels. It. I was like, I, and I was like, and I love dad. And it was like, it hit me in the feels. It kind of reminded me of, in ways, it kind of reminded me of actually her, Malian's conversation with her dad and turning red, where like he's just, he's kind of been there as this like fun, nice, sweet character. Mm-hmm. And then you get that really, mo- that big moment of heart with him. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, ah, you're like the, the, un- the unsung hero of a lot of this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a, like yeah, the kind of the there. Here. Here. Moments. Yeah. he's had, yeah. you know, he has, um, but yeah, it's just, it, it reminded me of that kind of moment where I was like, oh, that made me appreciate him more than, I mean, I've appreciated him the whole time, you know, and I felt terrible for him when she was mean to him with the whole thing, but <laughs> the whole yeah, I don't know. I really, I like that scene though. And I thought the coming to the Ms. Marvel thing, I thought was cute. I don't know. Yeah. That, that, the, this is the way they did it. I was like, oh, this is, I get it. I liked it in concept. I think it for me, it actually would have been read better as a comic, you know, panels. I would have been like, oh, okay, sure. you know. But it was a testament the, the to me. The actors did the best they could. But but to me, it was a testament to how good they both are as actors, though, because I the, the cringe of it did not overpower the touching part of it for me. Mm-hmm. And like with lesser actors, that would have been really difficult yeah. to watch. So Yeah, I agree. But they sold it. Totally sold it to me. All right. So. Let, us, let us talk about two of the most important ramifications or, or consequences of this. Let's talk about, we heard the word mutant. We heard more finally. Than the, word, the theme song. Yes, yeah, we heard the word, we heard, we heard the theme song. Situation. After many a year after the Fox acquisition, we are allowed to say mutant. And then, yeah. So remind me, is she, she's not a mutant though. She's an inhuman. Inhuman, yeah. Right. So are we now officially combining the two? Do we well, think you, that the I, I thought that maybe a little at first, but you, because you, you kind of called that back when we were talking about WandaVision. Right. Remember? That's what I thought they were and, uh, doing, but I now been, Well, I had been hoping almost? they wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I think, here's the thing, is I, I my reaction to that was, uh, my knee-jerk reaction was to rage, and I was really upset. <laughs> and then when I Johnny. thought about it more, I stopped caring as much, but I, let me talk you through my process. I was like, <laughs> oh God, does this mean we're like, Okay, we're not. We're just gonna erase Inhumans. It's not like not the show. I don't care, but I mean like that they exist and the all concept, this. Are we, yeah. are we combining them? And oh, that makes me sad. No, and then she's okay. So she's a mutant. Okay, whatever. But then I got to a point where I was like, well, listen, we saw Black Bolt in that movie, so we know that they, at least in in universes that exist in the MCU, that mutants or that Inhumans are canon. Right. Right. 
we also already saw Professor X, and if he if he's a mutant, we, you know, which we've always known him, you know, in MCU, those both existed in one scene together. So I was like, okay. And it started giving me thinking, and I was like, you know what? I could be corrected if I'm wrong here. Jackie may know more about this because I know you were more into Ms. Marvel when it launched. But I remember when she was being created, and I seem to remember that they just they, they distinctly made her an inhuman because they were really starting to try to push inhuman stuff in media because they couldn't use mutants in their films and their shows. Mm. But I think that maybe she would have been a mutant otherwise. And because well, what they did I, is they explained yeah. it that she had a gene mutation that made her susceptible to the tarragon gas or whatever it's called. In the comic, the gas called terragen mist. Yeah, the terragen mist. Yeah, yeah. And so she was like a weird sort of hybrid in some ways because they were very careful to say it was a gene mutation that made her able yeah. to, you know, she wasn't like an human, the... like right. You know, like she wasn't like a you know born inhuman or whatever, but yeah. she was. She had a mutation that allowed the mist to affect her. Right. And so the reason why, if we're going to go with her now, we're going to call her a mutant and all this. The reason why. I ended up coming around and being like, actually, you know, whatever is because if that line had been like, oh, there's something almost inhuman in you or something stupid like that, that was kind of <laughs> yeah. saying, right. You know, I at first would have been like, oh, cool. But then I would be raging right now that the Terrigen Mist was not involved. I'd be raging. So, but, well, do we even I just, I would be. the Terrigen Mist is involved at this point? Because I. Well, we saw we saw it in the show that Black Bolt was from. So at least in that universe, I don't know, but I don't know about. We that, didn't see any here because she just puts on the bracelet and then suddenly. No, like here. Powers. That's yeah. what I mean. Is here she? I, I, that's what I'm saying. Is if, if if they were implying that she was inhuman here, I would have now been really mad thinking about the fact that Terrigen Mist wasn't involved because I'm such right. a weird purist. Okay, about it. okay. So you're you're so that's you're what happy. You mean. So I actually, I'm actually more okay with the mutants. Sons, sons. So it was like there's yeah. no sort of catalytic element to it. Yeah. So I'm a little more like, okay, yeah. whatever. I'd actually rather she was a mutant, to be honest. I just, it just seems so silly to me. I mean, and, and again, they didn't say she's a mutant. They said she has a mutation. So they did yeah. give themselves she, yeah. an She out. doesn't have to be anything, really. But then I they mean, played they, the goddamn the mutant. Like, yeah. like, I'm a little confused. If she ends up being a mutant, which I'm, I'm actually okay. I've been pretty okay with all the changes they made to her backstory, actually. But they spent so much time going into this what were the other the gin and all that stuff that like if it's not actually genetic it is bizarre to me well yeah, but yeah they didn't i guess have, like the special powers or the abilities necessarily right right well i guess so by making like, her a, it isn't her mom you know what i mean or grandma right but or making like, her a mutated gin right it's like cool she has gin dna I guess maybe because I think he says they all have, you know, they're the same, but she's the only one with like a mutation. So that's why she's yeah. the only one who can. Because yeah, mutants more often it. than not don't have mutant parents because that's why they're always on the run. You know? Yeah. And yeah. So it's but like, it's weird that they would have a great grandmother who's a mutant or, you know. I mean, you know, it, it could be there. I mean, because it does get passed down genetically sometimes. And so it, I don't know. It's like. Yeah. yeah, it's convenient. They just spent a lot is, of you know. they just spent a lot of time in the gin thing to just suddenly be like, oh yeah, it's yeah. just weird that you were the one with powers. You yeah. know well, what I mean? Why. So it's like, and yeah. it's fine, but it's just kind of bizarre if you make that choice just because you spent a lot of time like explaining the gin thing and how yeah. you know what I mean and going into her great grandmother like, and all stuff. Then it's like consider the entire plot and how like we spent so much time about that and this other dimension and all this whatever to have it not really even matter in the finale episode only just yeah. for Cameron's like plot, like like arc so yeah. it all felt very like plot device just to make it so that this kid was going 
angry at the end. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's why all of that just feels so bloated. Like we didn't need it for anything. Yeah, agreed. Where do we think we will find a resolution to this? Thinking about the upcoming Marvel slate. Well, I well, so I mean, the other thing I guess that kind of goes into that with with Captain Marvel at the end. That to me made me immediately think that these definitely are the MCU version of the Negabands. Yeah. And do the do the Negabands swap locations? You can, yeah, you can swap like okay. like um. I forget who it was, Adam Warlock, or someone did it with Captain Marvel and from the negative zone into like, and so we don't know which Mar which Captain Marvel that is. We don't know if that's like ours or who or whatever. But mm -hmm. I believe that was her. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, Ms. Marvel like shapeshifting. I think it was yeah, swapping yeah, bodies. And so places. yeah, I think that there's an actual potential that that could launch us into part of the plot of Marvels. To be honest, I don't well, know. I, I kind of assumed it did. I we might just open with her having swatched places with. You know, like, like all of a sudden, Captain Marvel, like Marvel, she's suddenly she be trapped, in, yeah, whatever trapped in a negative zone or some other, yeah, somewhere uh -huh. else, wherever Miss Marvel, I mean Captain Marvel was when it happened, is what I'm assuming. But then, who knows? Yeah, that's I, I assumed it was like a location swap. Yeah, yeah, but it could be interdimensional. Like we don't really know, right? Right? Because I, I, so you know, when is the last time we saw Captain Marvel? Is we saw Avenger? her in in the hologram well like whatever like talking about trying to discuss what these ten rings were in Shang-Chi I think that's the last time in the timeline we've seen her okay because she, she was like, like in that council yeah mm -hmm. but didn't she have like super short hair and and true so we don't that's what I mean is like we don't know what version of this, this or Marvel, when or, we don't know uh, when is uh, the other thing true 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 yeah Captain yeah. Marvel um yeah so who knows honestly when in the timeline that was plucked out but you know I thought that was like a I didn't really, I didn't need it, but it was like, okay, cool. If that's launching us into some plot with Marvels, at least it's like, okay, here's how that's going to kind of connect. And honestly, I'm excited to see her in a film. I think she's, she's really, yeah, it, you know, it, I think we all agree on that. Like, you know. It yeah, it made nice. me excited for the Marvels. I was already excited for it, of course. But like, now that I know that I like her and I like Captain Marvel, I'm excited to see them. You yeah, know. it it was nice for them to sort of sanction it with a movie cameo, you know, mm -hmm. like not that the other ones haven't had that, but it was, it was just kind of like, okay, they really are investing in this character who is newer, who like brings diversity to the Marvel heroes, you know, that they were like, nope, we're bringing in the big guns. We're bringing in Brie Larson. Like, here you go. Like move this matter. This matters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a real thing. And I thought that was kind of cool. And the nega bands, I mean, I, I kind of, what I kind of like about that also is if this ends up being like, okay, yeah, there's a mutation and this helped unlock it or whatever. There's a world where maybe this enlarging and all the stuff she's doing, maybe she can do all that without the bracelet. Hmm. And that the bracelet, because the negabands also help cosmic energy and all kinds of stuff. And maybe that that is what's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's helping. Yeah. I don't know, but maybe she mm -hmm. actually could become exactly. I, I, I also still maintain, I think that as troubling as some of the effects were, I think that the, they are helped by the blue <laughs> because yeah, yeah, by the, the prismatic I mean, like, sort so of, yeah. so i'm not saying i need to lose that but i but i do think it's interesting that they've kind of in a weird backwards way crafted this in a way that she could be exactly who she is as far as abilities go <laughs> you know yeah. in the comics even though they started it out in this weird way and i don't know it was just but yeah i i think as a as an entire thing i think it was fun i think it was mostly successful i i can imagine watching it in one sitting and having a good time it's cute. It's funny. Well acted. I almost wonder if it would have. I don't think they would have done it, but it would have benefited from being five, and we like cut a couple scenes, plot, you know, hundred percent peripheral I, things. 
hundred percent. But I still had a great time and a million times better than Moon Knight. Well, I was gonna say like coming like coming off of what we just what we just were, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, know, like, we'll have to do an Emmy pre Emmy like Emmy at some point because you know? the those yeah we had I mean obviously we had our side discussion <laughs> about it but we'll talk about that at some other date. Okay, well any any other closing thoughts on Ms. Marvel? Oh, that's it for me. Yeah, I enjoyed oh, no? it. I enjoyed it. Had a good time. Yeah. I recommend watching. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on to where the crawdads sing. <laughs> had either of you read the book? Yeah, no. I read it. I oh, read you it not had. Mm-hmm. Oh, you okay? You're the first person I have talked to who has read the book. How did it compare? So, fun fact: I actually quite enjoyed the film. I hated the book. I didn't hate the book. I just did not like the book. Okay. I, I, but it is. It, it was very accurate, and I know that sounds very strange that I liked the movie. I didn't like the book very much. Okay. But it was very accurate as far as I remember. I read it like two months ago. Like okay. And actually, I I was excited. I liked the trailer. I thought it was like, oh, it could be fun. And I just read it because I liked the trailer. Like, that's interesting. How yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, Jackie, quickly, as a non reader of it as well, what was your. Oh, I didn't love it. I thought it kind of dragged and I didn't really know where we were going. And then the twist was just weird. I don't know. I w- <sighs> yeah, I didn't love it. Okay. I, but I thought I'm maybe so- it's because I hadn't read it. So I thought maybe I was like missing context or just kind of like, because it just felt like. It was like dragging in places that I thought we should be like going further. And then it was like really quick. The end felt really quick to me. Like we just had to like jumble a bunch of stuff in there. And then, um, and so I was like, well, maybe, maybe this is just because I haven't read the book. Yeah. I felt like the pacing was way off or like the, the things that they allocated time to. Cause I, you know, I didn't want to see it particularly, but I was like, oh, it's the big movie coming out this week. I guess I'll watch it. Didn't know anything about it going into it, honestly, except for we've talked about I like Daisy Edgar Jones a lot. As as soon as they were like, oh, it's a murder story, I was like, go on, tell me more. Like, now I'm interested. And then they're like, just kidding. We're going to put that on pause and tell you about this stupid, dumb romance that didn't feel romantic. We've talked about this so much in the past few weeks, but just I didn't no chemistry whatsoever from any of those characters for me. Yeah, Yeah, I thought most of the guys were miscast, but. Well, particularly, I thought she did a good job, though. I really, yeah, yeah, she was fine. She, you know, yeah, she was working with what she she did, what she could, you know. But I thought, and I thought the courtroom scenes for the most part were just kind of generic feeling. Like I don't know, it just felt very like predictable and so it was just original movie. (laughs) Yeah, like, and so I was like, okay, I don't really love the love story, and I'm not really that invested in this court thing either. And then I'm trying to figure out where we're going. Yeah, this is for Jackie. Did you think? There was a, mur- like, did you think, I mean, we're spoilers, spoilers. We're going to talk about the ending. But did you think somebody, like, she was protecting the guy? Because that's what I thought maybe was happening. Yeah, that's what I thought too, actually. Okay. Yeah, the screening I went to had a bunch of book fans. And I think maybe people worked at the production company or something like that. And I was just like, wow, people really, there's a lot of people here to see this. And they seem very excited. And I could not understand why. And I thought maybe the book was better because, you know, the pacing is different. You get to conjure these romances in your imagination and you don't have like cardboard people trying to be sexy or whatever at each other. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know it's so hard because you either have to cast teenagers or you have to recast, you know, you have to split the role or whatever, even more. But when he, when the, the quote good guy is like, I'm going to go to college. I was like, how old are they supposed to yeah. be at this point? Is that guy? <laughs> they always do that. Like, like, oh, uh, question mark. Oh, I thought like, we were like, 
Oh, I thought we were much older than that. Okay. Yeah. Like, I was like, uh, what? You know, did the yeah. book readers like it at your screening? Did you get I couldn't tell. Were people, like, I, clapping or, like, having good? I think that, but I think, my guess is that some of them had worked at the production company. So those were the ones who were, like, more, most vocal or one of the yeah. production companies or something like that. But it was a very popular book. So, I mean, kudos to Reese Witherspoon for being like, I'm going to see if people like this and then I'm going to produce the movie. Yeah, I I had never even heard of the book before the movie was coming out. And then I, I hear it's a very popular book, but I also have never met anyone else who's read it. So well, I don't know if it was they're a out thing there. they were just telling us. It was, a, you know. No, but, I think it was. Man, yeah. I... Yeah, I got through it because I was like, eh, whatever, I'll get through it. I did not like the book. I the the twist, little twisty endy end at the end. It's handled exactly the same kind of pacing. It is the very really? end of it, and, it, and it's Ugh. the only thing. It's the only I loved the twist. It's the only thing that saved the book for me, and I I liked it in the movie too. But uh, I loved that spoiler. But I love that she killed him, and um, you know, the I agree about the chemistry. It, it's interesting because the the guy. Tate, the one that you're supposed to like, I disliked him even more in the book because everything he does is accurate, like leaving for college and leaving her and all this, whatever. Uh, he's going to college and he's like turning, he's like 18. She was like 15. And, and in this, they aged her up. Then she was the same age as him. But she was like 15 in the book. And it, it really grossed me out. And I just like, why do people think this is romantic? And then when he came back, you know, it's like, I, I you know, I whatever I, i'm fine with them but the other the thing that the film didn't do as well as i think the book did was with the other guy chase it felt very clear to me that like that guy was the villain right when you saw him in the movie like <laughs> you know what i mean like it was like even though you knew he's the one who got murdered or, or died uh he he didn't he didn't seem likable or anything to me like he seemed very just like cocky and all this whatever the book you do spend a tad more time with his family and you kind of learn that he's living based on expectations that mm-hmm. like society has for him because of who he is like the, the local yeah. celebrity but he he does want the life that he could see with her and so okay. you don't forgive him when you find you're you're upset when you find out that he's engaged to someone else and all, like it's, he's he sucks but it's yeah. a little yeah. bit more of a letdown for the reader when you learn like, no does like i was waiting yeah. for the shoot to drop yeah, okay this was like yeah you know and so i felt that they didn't really give his characterization as much help well that I makes sense because i mean yeah. i didn't hate i didn't hate the twist you know of her killing him or anything but it just was like okay you're dating a scumbag and then you, you know like it just i don't know yeah I liked that ending and I liked that she defended herself and like hit him back really hard when he's mm-hmm. assaulting her. I was like, yeah. okay, you know, it's, it, I feel like a character like this would have been assaulted, you know? And so I was mm-hmm. glad that that uh, didn't happen to her or at yeah. least we didn't okay. see it, you know, but I, okay. So the most important question is how familiar are the two of you with the author's story? Not at all. None. So I wish I had known this going into it. But this book might be less than fiction, possibly, or inspired by Delia Owens's real life. So apparently, she she was also like a I think she was a biology student or a naturalist, and she moved to Africa with her husband, her then husband, and they got evicted from one country. I went in like a really deep dive about this, um, but so they got evicted from one country. I think they end up in Zambia, and then started hunting poachers. Or like trying to protect elephants. Okay, fine, cool. But 
it seems like they may have murdered someone or multiple people. Um, ABC was filming a special on them in 1995. I pulled up my notes uh, in 1995. And so there is possibly footage of a, like a, a poacher gets shot in this footage, but there's no evidence that shows that this guy's actually a poacher. It's just a dude getting shot. Um, supposedly it is the, her husband had a, a son from another marriage or a relationship. So it's like her stepson, Christopher. And so there's like a, there's footage of this. ABC has refused to give it to the Zambian authorities all these years. They were just like, we're not cooperating. Um, the cameraman has come forward and said like, it was above my pay scale. Bad things happened. So, you know, the the husband at the time, they got divorced eventually, but like he had sent like super threatening things to a professional hunter being like, you know, uh, it, the quote is, to date, I've flown eight airborne anti-poaching operations over your area, including four in which I inserted scouts to ambush. Two poachers have been killed and one wounded that I know of thus far, and we're just getting warmed up. You know, let's get a, I mean... Right? Suddenly Honestly, it puts in a lot of different contexts. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, but, but this is the problem. We don't know if it's a poacher. Like, yeah. Right. Well, if you didn't know they're a poacher, fine. But, like, if right. you know they're a poacher, then... No, no. It sounds like they just murdered a person. <laughs> uh, allegedly. I have to say allegedly. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, Not that anybody's ever going to... But, yeah. So... There is still like an open investigation. There's no statute of limitations on murder investigations in Zambia. They are wanted for questioning, <laughs> you know. Wow. And, I was like, and then she had the cojones to write a book write that a basically book. was like, "I did it." Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! But I doesn't it make it so right? It suddenly That's it puts the movie in a whole different light. And then you would, I would have watched it being like, "This is probably." accurate like i could okay oh, yeah, because, yeah. Because the thing is and they and they say it in the in the movie of course and toward the end there especially but it's very much the thematic that like sometimes for the prey to survive it has to eliminate the predator and mm -hmm. so it's like that that messaging mm -hmm. is exactly what someone would say if they were killing poachers who are trying to kill elephants yeah <laughs> i i mean you that know, is I, oh, very interesting right it's so, it's suddenly like so book. much not better, but I'm just like I really Ooh. want that book in that movie. <laughs> what did she had a quote about? She was like interviewed about this thing, and you know she was talking about how uh, uh, about where the crawdad's saying, and she was saying like, oh, you know, there's, like there's layers of you basically like part of me feels like she's either a really good marketer, and she's like, okay, I know this is gonna come out, like. I'm going to play the will they, won't they, you know, keep them guessing, et cetera. I highly doubt the U.S. would ever extradite her to Zambia. So she's okay on that, you know, front. But, you know, it's, she's just like, there's the, there's things. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's things. Maybe it's like she, it's like and then she now wants she's like this rich yeah. author here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she's, wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's super fascinating. I want a documentary about this. Please. Netflix, right. whoever. I know. It's, you know what's dive. coming. Like, get the shit out. I want to know. Yeah. So I found that backstory a million times more interesting than any of where the crawdads say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, so I don't funny. know. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I would totally watch it again. Oh, well, that makes but, one of us. Yeah. yeah I love it's, all it's, of it's, sitting there with you. <laughs> she just turns around every once in a while and she's got these green eyes and it, she looks like a shadow otherwise. <laughs> Just speaking of, 
the cat is named after somebody from Africa. The jailhouse cat is named after like <laughs> yeah, yeah. a real person from yeah. There's just like there's oh, like she that. knew what she was doing. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. So she's not ashamed of whatever happened. Oh, I no, she so. wants to scream it out to the world. She just yeah. can't. So this is so for she, she was like, I'm all right, book. <laughs> Mm-hmm, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing is they're proud of what she's proud of it, you know. And yeah. So that's, yeah. It, that's, that's fascinating. Right. But so yeah, and I would I would say what's funny is I I would have guessed that Jackie liked it. I would not have necessarily known Dana if you would have liked it or not. So I would recommend it to people. But it sounds like okay. no. My I will say I saw it with my sister who's not read the book and she liked it even maybe more than I did. Interesting. Really well, that's good. Yeah. I feel so like. I, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend people see it in theaters, but I would send them like the backstory articles and be like, watch it on like HBO or whatever it comes out, you know, like it was because, but I wouldn't be like, go watch it. Somebody like, but no, I think if you like murder mysteries, I'm not like, don't watch it. Like, I think if you have any interest at all, like I wasn't, I wasn't dying or anything. I just was, I just thought the pacing was pretty bad. Yeah. I thought the courtroom stuff was much better than the other stuff, but it just, it was slow. So slow for me. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well. That's your that's your Delia Owens fun facts for the day. <laughs> I love it, right? I love that. I'm so into um, it. favorite author. Yeah. Even though I didn't, even though I didn't like the book, she does have two other books. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. About her time in Africa. Yeah, so, I read you know, this, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you, you can find out. Did we? Did we? Didn't I? Didn't assign? We did. That was all we officially had, right? Uh, persuasion, or mm-hmm. oh my god, the Netflix persuasion. Yes. You already forgot about persuasion. Huh? I already well, okay. I might leave this in because <laughs> I forgot about persuasion because I found it sadly forgettable. Forgettable? What about you two? Yeah, I totally loved it. I had such a good time. Like I know that it's like, I don't know, maybe it's not accurate. I've never read the book, but I have seen like the original like one of I don't know a British one version of, of it. Adaptations. Yeah, yeah, and I, I the one in '95 I watched fairly recently, and I thought, <laughs> and I thought it was really kind of annoying actually because there's all this longing and she's just so perfect the whole time and she doesn't say anything to him and she's just like boring. <laughs> but I actually like liked this version of the character a lot more and I thought it was kind of funny and fun. Okay, Matt. I liked things about it. I sadly did not love it. I was actually pretty excited about it. So much so that I read Persuasion recently. Oh my again. I, I had read it. I had read it before, okay. but I read it again just as like, eh, why not? And, uh, you know, I'm not obsessed with the book or anything, but uh, it's it's a pretty easy read when it comes to Jane Austen. It's not that long and, and whatever. But yeah, it was, it was, I obviously, I'm, I, you know, Dakota's my wife and I love her. I enjoyed watching her, but yeah, I don't know. The characterization of her was the most inaccurate part from my view. Okay. Like the rest uh-huh. of it was relatively on on par with the story, but none of it felt f- as fleshed out as I thought it should have been. I enjoyed parts of it though, for sure. Can I just give you kudos for doing all the reading this week? I wow, I'm very impressed. Not that you like did it for this. That you yeah, yeah. You know, there are, there are plenty of things I'm like, oh god, I got to read this for and and persuasion isn't that never yeah. something that's crossed my <laughs> well i think yeah. but i think there's a reason that it is not constantly adapted and it's not you know it's not her best work it's not a bad work by any means but when you compare it to pride and prejudice or sense and sensibility it's like okay well you know you were you tried <laughs> and you're still better than a million you know it doesn't have the same level of like the witty banter and 
the different kinds of like, things yeah. that I think that she does very well in some of her books. Mm-hmm. I've only read a handful of her books. I have not read all of them by many means, but it, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it enough. I, I would, I could see myself watching it again someday, but it, it, I wanted to really love it. Like I was really excited about it because I thought it looked hysterical and I actually thought it was a mini, like a, a limited series. I don't know why I thought that, yeah. but it didn't need to be, but I just thought it was. And so I imagined it being a lot more fleshed out and kind of more going on. And I thought, you know, but it's like by the time we even get to large parts of the conflict with the plot, their love story, it's like an hour had gone by. And it was like over more than we didn't even meet, barely meet Henry Golding until an hour in. It was like, oh, you would do that. Yeah, the other adaptation was like that, too, though. So this was like really similar to the other adaptation. Yeah. But and so that's. I mean, maybe it's just because I literally just recently watched the 95 one and thought it was terrible and was like, okay, my expectations are now in the dumpster for this one, you know, because I don't love this character. Well, yeah, Um, and you do, you do meet him later on, but I guess I thought when we're casting like Henry Golding in this role, I kind of thought, oh, you're going to make this more fleshed. Yes, I mean, I was hoping, right? Like, And and he was such a waste, yeah. And he was reduced to like, he was reduced to just being a very, again, the kind of clear villain (laughs) <laughs> in, a, yeah. in a kind of so obvious bad. way and it's not that obvious in the book i i don't know if y'all remember this but we i can't remember if we talked I about it on the you know i can't remember if we talked about it on the episodes or no but i i was like upset by see first of all i think all the good parts were in the trailer <laughs> like i got the like that's the trailer will spoil you know the the best parts for me but i i was upset because i was like man if you cast henry golding and he is, you know, if this is a between two men choice, blah, 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 similar like crawdads, and he's the bad guy, I'm going to be upset because you've cast the man of color. How dare you? And then once I understood what his character was, I was like, okay, fine. You know, I, I get yeah. I get what we're like, doing. I didn't want to like, I didn't want to spoil whether he was or not to you, but it was uh-huh. just something where it's not so, ob- like, like one of the notable differences to me was when he says that he wants, he's, he's here because he doesn't want to lose his inheritance to this fortune. Or the the, the manor yeah. or whatever the house, he doesn't say that. From what I remember of the book recently, he doesn't say that to her in the book. She thinks that about him, and it's probably true. Yeah, yeah. But it's again, it's, it's not kind of as like, like... Thing with Chase. It's not like he was like here being just like, yeah, that's right, I'm the bad guy here. Whereas yeah. like, no, like you're you're supposed to decide that. We need that mystery, right? We need that. Yeah, and, and it's like the, the movie to be removed all of it. In the '95 version, it's her friend that tells her that he's just after the fortune. And so that's when she decides that she can go back to her first love or whatever. Yeah. And so he I just thought her like and Henry parody. Golding had better chemistry than her and the main dude, though, which is kind of a bummer so, for me. Yeah. I and then The main dude, I found him actually unattractive. And so it was a little bit difficult to me, for me in parts, but I just enjoyed Dakota's, Dakota's, like, characterization so much more than any other version of his character I guess I've seen which is only the one but she was such a doormat in all the other ones that I like really enjoyed her making fun of her sister and like talking Italian and like oh, like all the stuff sister. that she has to that she, she has to like put up job. with yeah. because like in in the in the 95 version she just like suffers through it and has a smile on her face and is just like the perfect woman you know, who just like endures and it's like, I couldn't handle it. And so I guess, I don't know. Who's in that version. I don't think I've seen that. Oh no. I've only, I've only seen the, I've seen the, um, the Sally Hawkins one from like 2007 or something. And I, it was like, I thought that one was good. 
but I don't. Amanda Root plays Anne. I don't know who that is, but Syrian Hines and Fiona Shaw are in it. Oh. Which, ooh. So this is, <laughs> <Who does that? laughs> I don't know. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, this this was well, my I've thing. I've seen the so, Sally Hawkins ones too. I didn't love that one. No, I didn't know Sally Hawkins. Um, yeah, I thought that no. one was good. It, you know, not to, you know, insult Dakota Johnson or Henry Golding or Richard E. Grant's status, etc. But they weren't necessarily casting like the most upper echelon of Hollywood, right? In, or they weren't concerned about that. Or, or maybe like Dakota was our anchor, right? So why did we cast that guy? I think his name is Cosmo. As the dude, because again, I was just like, this is all of these stories hinge on us rooting for and feeling the chemistry with these main characters. And once again, I just feel like they are phoning it in or I felt like he was phoning it in or I just didn't I didn't feel any fizzle between them. Right. And it just takes you so out of it. And when it's like you you were not this guy, whoever he is, is not like the most famous person. So you you were not bound by being like, we got to have a name. So why, like, how is this who you landed on in this entire casting process? I don't know. I, I, I like him well enough. I I think he's attractive. I don't, I did not think he was like amazing in this film or anything. And I didn't really feel the chemistry was there either, but I, I really, he's in Lady Macbeth with uh, Florence Pugh and I find him really good in that. And I have to, I mean, that's a lot darker than this and stuff, but I have to wonder if the director or whoever likes him in that and thought oh this would be a good casting for this kind of brooding you know whatever. I did and like just, I mean I appreciated that he didn't look like a gentleman if that makes sense like he did mm-hmm. look kind of like a sailor like a you know what I mean like he looked a little less the polished earth. Salt of a, the earth. like yeah. a little yeah and so I kind of appreciated that sort of nod to his character in some ways but I I mean his you. nose drove me like there was just like so much space between his eyes. I couldn't handle it. Matt, I dare you to look at the, his, somebody, whoever did the Google like auto-populated search did him dirty in terms of like the first photo that comes up from him. I'm like, oh, this is such a, he looks like a creepy, like, like stoner dude trying to sell you like bad mushrooms in a park somewhere. Oh no. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean. I just didn't I want I wanted to like this so badly like I I saw the trailer and I was like this looks really fun I'm so excited again Henry Golding so happy for him love Richard E. Grant you know I I will say you know I I constantly criticize that Dakota has like her playbook the accent helped her break out of it a little bit you know I was like oh you're doing you're doing slightly different stuff than normal yeah it wasn't the, the most polished British accent I'd ever heard but it was you know it it wasn't egregious. And I, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. the most offensive one either. And I will say, I I think it was helped because it was her for me. But I normally, I'm softening up to it over the years. But I normally am, am not very about the breaking the the fourth wall thing and talking to the camera. Oh yeah, the flea bag. I, thing norm- they I do not oh, I like so much to where so much to where I couldn't even I couldn't even get into House of Cards when everyone was obsessed with it because of it. Oh. It was like I wanted to die every time it happened. I hated it, and I. I, you know, Fleabag I've enjoyed. I think I've just like, I'm softening to it because it's been done more and more in ways. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I thought it was a little overused here at times, but most of my favorite parts were when she was doing that because I, I laughed a fair amount of times. I thought her dry, like, sort of like very just, I'm a dry, dark sense of humor person. And so like, it was just kind of vibing with like, I, I think that's why I liked it. Cause I was, I was like, you know, which is weird. Cause I, 
like I, I usually hate breaking the fourth wall too, but I've liked it more often than you have, I guess. I guess I can't get that that one version that I hated so much out of my head where she was just like silent and pining the whole time. I would have liked to know what was going on in her head during those scenes. So I think that this like helped flesh out the character better. Obviously, you can do it in dialogue if they were smart enough to do that, right? But I, I don't know, enjoyed her character. I thought Dakota Fanning did great. Or, wow, interesting. Uh, Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Fanning yeah, of Palestine. Yeah, just coming. coming. But I thought, you know, I think there was one particular moment on the beach when he's asking her if they can kind of be friends. And she has this moment where she looks kind of heartbroken about it. And I, and it's just a reaction that she has. And then she covers it up sort of immediately and goes into something else. And I thought that was pretty brilliant tonight. I love when you can kind of convey that. I did see what the original line of dialogue is for that. I can't remember what it was, but you know, she's like, oh no, now we're worse than whatever. We're, we're friends. And then like the, the Austin line is something like way more clever. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I could understand how this is not, this is not sit well as an adaptation. Like, and, but like, I'm totally with people who don't love, you know what I mean? Like I get it. If you know, the Austin fans who don't love it and like, you know, but I, I thought I had a good time. I thought it was fun. They essentially took, they essentially took a story that exists in the Austin world and they put a different character experiencing it than who she is. Yes. 100%. Which, yeah. Yeah. which, okay, cool, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm not married to it, so I'm not offended by it, but I totally could. I would be pissed. But if I was, if that was my favorite Austin, I would hate this movie with passion because be it's an entirely well, yeah, different I, character. I think it's but a But I hate original characters. So I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the number of people who rank <laughs> Persuasion as their top Austin is probably, like, a, a smaller number. So they were like, nah, we could probably get away with it. But of the, like, Austin, like, craze of people that are upset, the, you know, even if it's their least favorite Austin that are just love Oh, no, Austin, I get, yes, like, yes, right. They're probably upset, and I... Yes, I understand. understandably so. But, yeah, I... I, uh, I had to think about it. I was like, would I recommend this? I don't... I don't think so. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody that I didn't already know would be interested in it. Like I was texting my sister about it because my sister also loves Dakota and loves Jane Austen stuff, but is not like a novel purist in any way. I'm not sure she's even read Persuasion, but she likes the movies and all the things. And so I know she would watch it and I, we were texting a little bit, but I don't know that I'd out of the blue be like, Hey, there's a movie, an adaptation of Persuasion, you should definitely watch it. I mean, I straight up forgot we watched it. So <laughs> oh, I, t- I told people about it. I told my people who like Austin. I was like, yeah. oh, it's kind of irreverent. So like, keep that in mind. But right. I, I guess I would actually I did tell a friend not to watch it only because I was like, <laughs> or, 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 or I said like, hey, go into it eyes open because it's, yeah. you know, it's not going to be smoldery, scratch that itch, which we've talked about a lot recently. And it's not going to be a faithful adaptation. So like, you, this is at your own risk, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I, I did not feel strongly enough to actively be like, my, my default in this scenario is to be like, just watch Pride and Prejudice again. Like, pick your favorite version. Obviously, the BBC version is the correct one. But, you know, people are wrong. Mm, um, wrong. And, <laughs> no, I disagree. But, but, you know, watch Pride and Prejudice again, like, is my default in this scenario. Which is like, you can't beat it. Yeah. I have some people that I know who love Jane Austen that I... I'm eager to talk to them about it. Like I'm curious if they mm-hmm. liked it. I, like lot, those people will be watching it, or they please will report be back actually on those people. You know yes, what I mean? Let's... And so it's like there are people that I'm like, 
oh yeah, okay, watch it. I want to know. But it's again, yeah, I'm not thinking of anyone that I'm like, okay, I'm going to find, I'm going to suggest this to this person because it was just that good that yeah. it's totally worth watching, you know. Although Where I, I would recommend know. Joe Wright's Pride and Prejudice, I would recommend that to people who have never seen Jane Austen things and say, because I think it's that good of a film that I think it'd be like, oh, you should watch this, you know. See, it's interesting because had this, you know, prior to us starting this podcast, et cetera, Jackie probably would have been on my radar of people to recommend it to, but I wouldn't have bothered to recommend it because I would have been like, eh, you deserve better. But now hearing that you liked it, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, yay. Well, in addition to all these things, we're watching what? Did we watch other things this week? Did we have time? I watched How to Build a Sex Room. You did? Oh, me too. Well, I only Wait, watched the one did? episode of it, but I was it, it was fun. What is that? I keep coming up on mine. I'm like, I don't know. If I she, was, she was like a... a interior designer i think like house design person or whatever and that's i guess at some point somebody she's just this, like quirky british lady she's fun and at some point someone had asked her to help like design like a sex room and it's not like oh it's not always oh i need this sex snm dungeon sometimes it could be but it's just like we want a room that's like filled with these things that are intimate that make us doesn't whatever and like i don't know so it was okay. i mean i got through it all it was it was interesting enough i thought some of it was like trying too hard to be funny and like whatever but she was fun and cute and whatever as a host and you know but yeah i enjoyed it enough i guess i i, I didn't text it's, anyone it's, to be like hey watch this like, but. yeah it's um if you like i like those interior design shows where they like meet a couple and then they redesign the room for them or they you know what i mean that kind of thing yeah. and so this one just happens to add sex into it which i mean some of that was made it a little more interesting and then sometimes it made it a little more like cringy but I've, i only watched two episodes so i don't i haven't watched the whole thing so it know. does the annoying thing where it's it focuses on one couple well one time it's a single lady but one couple and then like 20 minutes in it introduces another couple and so you're seeing two different processes mm. and then you get the reveal of one of them and then you have to watch the next episode to get the reveal of the next one it's like a daisy chain of else. <laughs> Yeah, so it does that thing where like it, it's it it was hard to find a place to stop in the mm. middle because and it was and I was like a very acutely aware of that and annoyed about it. And I was like, just do one per, just do it like clear eye, you know, like, like and no I no one yeah. everyone does everyone else does it. Yeah. yeah, well, and if it's good enough, it's addicted. You know, you'll you'll keep going. But this that that format annoyed me because I'd rather focus on one couple slash person at a time and so it was the jumping back and forth took me out I think the bit. part that annoyed me was when she was trying to be kind of like a sex therapist sometimes where she'd be like yeah. introducing mm -hmm. them to stuff I thought the more interesting angle was her designing the room you know what I mean and thinking about what they could use it for and I don't know that they really signed up for sex therapy yeah I thought the sex therapist angle was interesting but I wish that she had been a sex therapist yeah, and so yeah. you know, because it was like, like, oh, she was like or something. sex therapist, yeah. maybe or something, yeah. but it just felt a little weird to me that the, yeah, like the if she designer was in. doing it, but if she mm -hmm. like if there was like a, like maybe there was like a you know like she has a buddy and it's a sex therapist yeah. and they work together you, with yeah. couples and but I think you know, that just your, cool. your sex therapist buddies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know whatever. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, I yeah. saw um, feud Betty and Joan oh. got added to Hulu, and that's one of my one of my favorite shows, and I started rewatching that. I thought that I thought that was like a, such a flawless season of television with some of the best acting and wonderful story. And I, it has not been widely available for some reason. It's just one of those FX shows that was always just oh, like aired and you had it. So I'd seen through it. I'd seen it twice before, but now it's on there. I was like, oh my god, I'm rewatching this immediately. So I'm having a, a wonderful time doing. It. I started watching Big Brother. 
I love Survivor. And so I love a social experiment. And so I was like, this is the one that I've never gotten into. And I'm out of reality TV to binge watch, you know, which I like having on in the background. And I love a competition reality show. I thought that, man, Big Brother is just a slog. Like, how has it been on for 25 seasons? Like, I don't understand. Like, the seasons are 30 episodes long. And it takes you four fucking episodes to vote someone off. Yeah. Four. Four episodes of them just, and they don't do anything. They're sitting in a house. So they're just sitting in a house talking to each other for four episodes about who they're going to vote off. It's a, uh, yeah, I, we, we sidebarred about this, but I just couldn't do it. It's, it's, you know, like Love Island is the more almost intense version of that. Cause those, ep- those seasons are 10 kajillion episodes and, I don't know how the entire United Kingdom watches it live because it's like an event there, like months long event where every day there's an episode, but it's like Big Brother essentially. And I, I just can't do that level of commitment for any of those shows. Yeah. And these all have like live voting and live. And so maybe when you're watching it, when it's on TV, it's more interesting live. I'm not really sure how, but like it just it's such a bummer for me because it just feels like it would be so up my alley if they would just tighten that shit up, mm-hmm. you know, just tighten it up. Like an episode of Survivor. Yeah. Jackie, you watched something else that you inspired me to watch. Oh, I don't remember. Claim to fame. Oh, claim to fame. <laughs> yes. Wait, there, I, I forgot I talked about that. Yeah. Um, so there's a new reality TV show that um, has, you know, people who are related to famous people on it and they live in a house together and they're supposed to keep their identity secret and they get clues as they go along. And there's only been one episode or at least I've only seen one episode. Yeah. I think there was only one episode so far. And so they're kind of like hunting for each other's, you know, famous person or whatever. I actually kind of thought it was fun. I like, I enjoyed it. I I hate them all, but I, yeah, they're terrible. But I, the only one that's funny is because Simone Biles, sister is on it. And she looks like the spitting image of Simone Biles. And they had to do a talent show and she decided to do basketball basketball for some reason, but she's not good at basketball. So then it was just like obvious that that wasn't the sport. So I was fascinated because I, Frankie and Kevin Jonas host it. And I was like, wow, this show was just pitched. So like they could get Frankie Jonas a job. Like the Jonas brothers were like, doing some charity work within the fam. <laughs> right. And then um, and then he was like, I'm gonna help my fellow related to famous people get yeah. their own chance at fame. And that this is what it feels like a feeder show. And Do you want to know like the guy who kind of looks like Prince? I want to know what his deal is. I know. It's it's taking so much of my willpower not to Google who these people are related to. Deeply. And I haven't because I think it'll just be make the the show will be more fun if we never look it up. So it's like right. But it's it's interesting that they've the like reveal who certain people are related to in the the packages and like not mm-hmm. others. So I'm like, oh my god, you know, it's gonna be. I'm so interested, but I don't know how long it'll keep my attention. But the first episode, I was like, I mean, because <laughs> I was actually, that, yeah, yeah. Because well, I, I I know some I know of certain people that are in it, and I didn't, and I was gonna say that, so I'm glad I didn't spoil that. Please, for you. yeah. So oh, yeah, I, they, yeah, um, they they like revealed the at the end of the first one. I actually was with them, and I thought maybe. Yeah, the editing was good. 
they I thought that like whoever they that the person that they guessed this person was related to which I don't want to give it away for whatever reason but yeah I was I was with them I I'm enjoying not knowing things and I feel like there's like a joy in it's the same as like the mass singer which I don't watch but I you know I was like oh I get the appeal and being like I want to know who that is like I mm-hmm. I want to guess along with them and then also you know there's the celebrity factor of just being like who are you people mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched a butt ton this week, as I'm prone to do. Two more movies. One was called Don't Make Me Go on Amazon. Have, did either of you see the... Who's in it? Maybe? John Cho? Yes, I do know. I have not seen this, but I do Yeah, know. I, by all accounts, should have been sobbing through this movie. Because it. Mm. it this is you know, in the log line, but basically like he gets a terminal diagnosis and gets like one year to live basically. And he has like a teen daughter. And I was like, single Asian father. I'm just uh, John Cho, you know, didn't yeah. shed a tear. I hated both really? of them by the end. <laughs> they did a good job capturing like teen angst, but they didn't balance it with anything. So I was just like, I, and then he, the decisions he makes are bad decisions. And I was just like, I don't, I don't like this. I'm very upset with you, John Cho. Not actually, but you know. And then I watched a movie called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I've heard of that, yeah. I was vaguely interested in that. <laughs> so I would be interested in your reaction to it, Jackie, because like I feel like you appreciate fashion a lot more. Everyone appreciates fashion more than I do. But, you know, I, I think you have – it's like you you like designers and like you, you understand some of that stuff. And this film was so cheesily enamored of that thing. And so I was like, I don't see it. And I can't tell if this is just because I don't – appreciate or like have the sort of eye for this stuff or if it just did a bad job (laughs) Um, but it's 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 like an innocuous film at the most uh at the worst and then i watched solar opposites which i don't think either of you watched which is animated on hulu Mm -hmm. it's like the rick and morty one of the creators and then f boy island is back i don't did either of you watch the first season no. I never did, no. Oh, it's, I don't know if you would survive it, Jackie. It's so <laughs> cringe. It's, I, it's just like the terrible reality TV that I love that's in the same vein of like Too Hot to Handle and all those Netflix shows and, you know, uh, but it's HBO Max and they brought people back and it's, you know, everyone is terrible. And I just went through all the first three episodes that were available immediately and, and can't wait for more, even though. It's so bad. <laughs> like it's just there's no denying that it is bad, and I loved every moment. Oh, and then the the last thing I, I started watching Victoria's Secret: Angels and Demons. Oh yeah, so that was. On oh, I wanted to see that. I haven't started it yet. Yes, on the Hulu, which is it's good and also bad. You know, where I I don't feel like the storytelling is as tight as it could be. Or I feel like they are maybe trying to uh, like not besmirch it as much as uh, like we're afraid of doing like hardcore. Because obviously some of it's like there's irrefutable like Jeffrey Epstein's involved. Bad things are happening. But I, I do feel <laughs> like there are uh, they, I have not gotten to a, a like hard hitting journalism yet. Oh, you know, okay. I, I'm more in the like the rise of Victoria's Secret episodes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the history of the company. And so realizing like how actually relatively recent it is and how just remembering there's this like one era of the angels that's like Heidi Klum and like Tyra Banks at the same time. And I want to say like Giselle Bunch or whatever. I was like, oh, wow, they were all at the same time. Like I, I didn't realize that the, this bubble of supermodels existed at the exact same moment. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, but, I don't really know much about Victoria's Secret, the company, or anything. So maybe that would be interesting. But I like how Jeffrey Epstein's involved so bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the last thing is what we do in the shadows is back. So big week. For oh, me. only murderers in the buildings back. And you know, I love that. Oh show yes, yes, I've been watching that. So yeah, good. I've been, I've been having such a great time. Selena is so good. Love her. I, and I had no idea how much I loved her. It's so hard for me because I watched the first one as a binge because it was available because I was late to um, it. And now I'm like, what do you mean I have to wait? Yeah, it's what a bummer. What are you talking about? Allie Stroker actually hosts a, um, a after show. That's so meta. It's not even funny. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> she plays a super fan, Matt, if you didn't watch. I watched some most of season one. Just didn't really get very uh, it's, a, it's like the last yeah, episode or something. Yeah, she oh, comes okay. in towards the, like the last few. But oh, okay. yeah. Big week for us. Thank you both. Mm-hmm. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now some follow-up points. So let's talk about Inhumans versus Mutants. In the comics, Inhumans are the results of Kree experimenting on early Homo sapiens. They go through a rite of passage that involves the Terrigen Mist, and it activates their Inhuman genes. The Kree actually made them because they wanted to create a race of soldiers to fight against the Skrull for them. Those are their nemesis, And uh, they have their own kingdom. They were on the moon. They have a society. Mutants have an X gene, and their powers naturally manifest without a catalyst, or that catalyst is something internal like puberty. An important distinction, I think, is that uh, in the comics, generally, inhumans are treated as superheroes or metahumans, etc., whereas mutants are shunned and persecuted. So then let's talk about on-screen. Inhumans were introduced in the second season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then they had their own very short-lived show. It was then canceled, and we didn't see them again until we saw Black Bolt in Multiverse of Madness. Now, the X-Men, they were their own franchise. They almost sort of kicked things off. One of the most notable things is that 20th Century Fox had the film rights to X-Men, and they also owned the rights to call their characters mutants. So before Disney slash Marvel bought 20th Century Fox, the MCU couldn't use the word mutant. So this, of course, was most relevant for Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, who they included before they bought Fox, uh, because they are children of one of the most famous mutants of all time, Magneto, right? So... It's still unclear how Miss Marvel is going to pan out. You know, they've said mutation, but then also uh, Inhumans can have mutations, etc. Their powers are generally similar, but sometimes if they go through the Terrigen Mist process, it can actually sort of devolve them instead of turning them into these metahumans. So we'll see where the shows slash movies go. And then let's talk about Negabands more. Uh, we last talked about them in the episode of the podcast that covered episode four of Miss Marvel. So what apparently at the time I didn't think was necessary to include and now seems much more relevant is that in terms of teleportation aspects, when you slam the bands together, it transfers positive and negative atoms. And this implies that Captain Marvel was in the negative zone, which is an antimatter continuum, which exists alongside the one that Earth is in. In order to enter it and not be destroyed, you have to reverse your polarity on a molecular level. Um, there have been plot lines that involve Captain Marvel, you know, having to escape it, blah, blah, blah. Lots of characters from Marvel through the course of Marvel history have visited the negative zone. So I think this gives us a hint as to where Marvel's is going to take place in terms of setting, at least. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.